0: Hello, and thank you for tuning into Sideline Story, your destination for sports news, analysis, and discussions. I am your host, Brandon Yates, and today I'm joined by my co hosts, Yang Guang, Fuyu, and Tian Yu. And today we will be talking about the 2023 Australian Open Tennis Tournament. It's, of course, the first Grand Slam of the year, and it's going to be one to look forward to for so many reasons. I think. Of course, when the year begins, you know, tennis grand slam tournaments are always something to look forward to. But I think there's plenty of talking points coming on and off the court. Yang Guang, I'll start with you. Just from a Chinese perspective, I think there's plenty of interesting highlights for Chinese fans in particular to look forward to. For example, there will be a record 10 Chinese players competing at this year's Australian Open, including some new faces in the men's So just from your side, which Chinese participants will you be keeping an eye on?
1: Yeah, um, it's a very successful start to Chinese players. We haven't had so many players from the home country to watch at a Grand Slam. So it's a milestone, I would say, especially with, um, with the three male Chinese players competing in the main draw. It's the first time in history for China in the Grand Slam events. Um, among the three male players, 17-year-old Shan Jun Chen is absolutely a surprise. We mentioned this young man in our uh, previous chats when we were talking about the rising stars from China who can potentially make some great tennis achievements in the future. And um, here we are. Um, Shan has started to convert some of the expectations. Actually, his start of professional tennis was. Uh, quite high. He reached world number one in the junior category in 2021 last year. um, He became the first Chinese man to play at Indian Wells and the first player from the country to um, qualify for an ATP Masters 1000 event. Um, He won his first title at the 2022 Lexington Challenger, uh, becoming the youngest Chinese player to win a trophy in the Challenger Tour history. He reached the top Two hundred in September last year in the ATP rankings and now ranks one hundred and eighty fourth um There are so many expectations for him to extend this good run and embark on a long journey in his career um We're now reaching a grand slam a main draw means now you have to compete against the world's best at the very beginning of the tournament and it would be a tough start. I personally don't expect him to go that far or make some huge upsets in the in his first Grand Slam um, tournament. And um, opening round exit would not be a shame. It would not be disappointing at all. I just hope he can learn from a major tournament and constantly improve and grow from there. Actually. And Our colleague Wang Dong earlier had a brief talk with Shang jun Chun ahead of his Australian Open journey. Let's take a listen to what he has to say.
2: So uh, how are you doing right now, especially given that you have been given a chance to go to the uh, main draw? Excited now or a bit nervous or both?
3: Um, Obviously very, very nervous for my first Grand Slam. And, uh, but at the same time, very excited to be, you know, Uh, playing here in Australia, Mm -hmm. Uh, we're currently in Melbourne getting ready. You know, a little bit of both uh, mixed emotions, uh, mostly excited. How is the uh, preparation going so far? I mean, any
2: particular points that you need to really work on? Any, you know, what about the fine tuning, if you will, what might be the things you are paying great attention to right now?
3: Um, First time in Australia for me actually, so the conditions are very different. Here the, the air is very dry compared to where I practice in Florida, right. so uh, the balls are, are flying a little bit more than, than usual in practice, so that's something to get used to. And uh, with, the, with the long flight situation, j- just like everyone else, with all the, all the other players, it's uh, tough to get used to because you're very tired after a long flight, um, mm-hmm. 32 hours on the plane, it's, it's not easy. So main thing is to get physically ready and uh, be, be my 100% for the match. I mean, in the past, you had a little bit of a
2: hiccups here and there as far as your supporting team. Right now, is everything cool? And also, how do you really work well in order to make sure that all the elements are in place for you to go further?
3: Um, I think right now, everything is working well for me. Um, I just started uh, with a new coach this preseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Dante, and uh, I think we get along very well. And uh, so far, everything has been, I think, on my side. I'm feeling very well. And uh, hopefully that continues throughout the year and many more years to come. How do you handle pressure? Pressure is what we face on a daily basis. I think my parents created a good environment for me since I was 10, 12 years old mm-hmm. to have how to face pressure. One one thing is, um, like they told me, is when you don't when you don't feel like doing this thing or being disciplined just try to think your your goals you you want to become one of the best tennis players in the world that's how they do it and if you don't want to do it you, you cannot become the best then it's um i think the the goal attracts you know a little bit more of a discipline to me so that's why that's that's my motivation tell us about the reason that you're not going to
2: have any idol does that mean that you really want to be the idol of yourself or you want to really, you know, be there to make your presence felt in your own way, in your own fashion?
3: Yeah, yeah that's uh, definitely, I, I don't really, um, not, not really an idol. I like a lot of, the, a lot of players now in the, in the past as well. For me, it's just whoever has the best attitude That's someone I'm looking up to. Right, not, not like I said, just not not just the best tennis they play, but also uh, a good heart and a good person. So I think that's that's more important than tennis. Right. So uh, any uh,
2: you know player that you particularly care for on court in terms of his uh, tenacity, his
3: determination, his way of overcoming problems. Um, for sure. I mean, the the top players right now will be Marcaras. Um, he's the one that's overcoming all the problems he's having he he's very young very ambitious mm-hmm. which, which i'm i'm looking up to he's he's only 12, 2 years older than me so that's uh that's someone you know i can hopefully i can see him more often on on tour
1: um, now another name i have to mention is Zhang chijen he became the first chinese male player to reach the main draw of a grand slam event based on his rankings rather than getting through from qualifiers. So that's another major breakthrough for Chinese players. And he's now the highest ranked Chinese men's player at 97 in the ATP rankings. I would say he has reached his prime time at the age of um, 26. He might create some surprising performances for Chinese fans. So I would definitely keep an eye on him.
0: Yeah, look, I think looking at those two names in particular, to see a 17-year-old coming through, you know, like you said, even going out in the first round is is no shame whatsoever. Just getting to this stage at such a young age is incredible achievements, and I think it's fantastic for Chinese tennis, especially for you know, up-and-coming young players that'll be thinking, look, if he can do it, I can do it as well. So I think that's just a phenomenal representation, and also having the highest-ranking men's player um, make the grade as well, I think that's also fantastic. So having, you know, china's best ranked male player as well as you know a youngster coming through those are some incredible um achievements and some uh some individuals to look out for for you of course you know there are 10 chinese players um you know that we've mentioned and that is a record and i think you know that's just fantastic to have that sort of achievement particularly at the beginning of the year um and hopefully that's uh, well, hopefully we can see that record continuing as as the year progresses. Of course, there's a, a couple of other Grand Slam tournaments to look forward to. But of course, the Australian Open is the first of 2023. Are there any players in particular that you'll be keeping up, um, an eye on from China?
4: Uh, yeah, before I get into the individual players, um, let me start by saying that I'm just excited about the men's players in general from China who will begin their journey. Um, of a new season in Australia, and for uh, 17-year-old Shang Jun Chung, like Yang Guang said, he um, he'll begin a new chapter in his career. And um, actually, a little bit more about this young player, um, I hadn't heard too much. Um, I mean, I've I've heard of him. I'm familiar with the name, but I didn't really know too much about him. So I looked in. Up. And, um, I was surprised to find that he's the son of former football player Shang Yi, who I still remember because he played for Beijing Guan from the 1990s up until he retired in 2009, um, with a brief spell in Harris during his career. And, um, Shang Juncheng's mother was a table tennis player. And when I read this, I, I thought, what an interesting family. Three people, each specializing in a sport. And, um, I think having been born into a sports family must have helped with a teenage tennis star's early career. Um But back to Shang Juncheng himself, he was a former junior world number one, and he is now into the main draw at his debut Grand Slam. Um, we all remember Wu Yibing from last year's Australian Open and how he made history. So from what we've seen so far, there's no reason why 17-year-old Shang couldn't surprise us this time. I don't really agree with um, what Yang Guang just said. If he exits from the first round, it wouldn't be a shame. I don't think he um, will be defeated this early in the tournament because his opponent in the first round isn't that far ahead of him in the world rankings. So I'm quite confident and I'm really hoping that he will get through this stage and... um, give us even more surprises in the later competitions.
0: Yeah look it's pretty amazing to hear his his sporting heritage. It sounds like his family also has um, a really successful sporting past and that ex- you know is probably one of the reasons why um, you know he's achieved such great success in his sport at such a young age. And yeah, I think um, the fact that he's, you know, playing someone that's of a similar ranking to him, um, you know, hopefully he does get through the first round. But I think just the fact that he's there and, you know, playing in a major Grand Slam, I think it's just a fantastic achievement for him. And it's also just fantastic for uh, Chinese tennis in general. So I think that he is going to be somebody that all Chinese tennis fans will keep an eye on. And look, if he progresses through the first couple of rounds, hopefully the entire world is watching him. And like you said, he was a former world number one in the junior ranking. So it sounds like he has plenty of potential. So he is definitely one to watch along with the rest of the nine uh, Chinese tennis players. Tianyu. Um, we've covered a few names there. Um, of course, we've got the number one ranked Chinese player. We've got the the 17-year-old the newbie. Are there any other names that you can think of that will be um, exciting to watch at this year's Australian Open? And what are your thoughts just on um, the fact that a record 10 Chinese players will be competing at this year's Australian Open? Is, some, is that something that um, is exciting to you?
5: Yeah, it's pretty amazing to see so many Chinese players competing in this year's tournament. So in the in the women's singles, Zheng Wen definitely deserves our attention. In uh, 2022, she won 14 of her first seven ma- 17 matches, including a semifinal at the Melbourne Summer Set 1, and she qualified for Australian Open 2022. She had never played in a Grand Slam main draw before, but she won at least a round at all four of them, and she even entered last 16 at Roland Garros, where Iga Shwatek eventually stopped her. And uh, sadly, she withdrew from the Athlete International Tournament the other day, as she was still recovering from a thigh injury. Uh, despite the injury, I think she's uh, very talented and has got a great potential. So let's just hope she could recover soon and achieve good results in the upcoming tournament.
0: Looking at the overall field, Of course, um, there's been a number of um, star players that have been dominating the headlines over the years and in the build-up to um, this year's Australian Open tournament. And I think none more so than, you know, one of the best players that we've ever seen in tennis and at the Australian Open, Novak Djokovic. Of course, he's been through a lot in terms of um, recent Australian Open tournaments. Um, Yang Guang, of course, we know that he... Went through a lot in terms of last year's deportation, um, you know, incidents and, you know, his vaccination status and so on. Um, But going into 2022, of course, he will be allowed to be competing at this year's um, Australian Open tournament and is potentially one of the favourites to win uh, the men's title. But from your perspective, do you think that Novak Djokovic will be affected by last year's, uh, you know, the, the deportation saga that he went through? And you know what aspects do you think he needs to do well um, in to win the title in Melbourne once again?
1: Um, yeah, and I think last year's incident must have generated some pressure on him, altogether from the expectations for him to win the Australian Open title and equal Rafael Nadal's record of twenty-two major trophies. Um, but um, winning the title recently in Adelaide must have let some steam goal for him I guess Um, it's it's a less important trophy in a warm-up event but uh, for Djokovic gaining the confidence again on the soil of Australia at the very start of the year after some months of break is just what he needs Djokovic himself uh, also said in a recent interview that he feels quite excited to compete again in Australia I couldn't ask for a better preparation and, and lead up to Australian Open of course um, Australian Open is the biggest reason why I'm here but at the same time in Australia but at the same time I want to win every tournament that I play on regardless of the level of the tournament so I mean I love playing in in Australia <laughs> I mean my results are testament to that I wouldn't be able to play so well in a place where I don't feel well so I look forward to Melbourne Rod Laver Arena is probably my most no it probably it certainly is my most successful court in my career. So I love playing there. I look forward to it. I have a week of working on specific things in terms of my game, my body, getting my mind in the right state for the best of five and two long weeks, hopefully. So my expectations are that um, he won't be bothered that much by last year's incidents. Djokovic has a very big heart, I would say, especially when he steps onto the court, I I believe he can let go of the off-court incidents and the emotions from those incidents and the focus on matches. Um, In terms of what he needs to do to win the title, I think Djokovic needs to play smart um, in the opening rounds. Don't be dragged into long matches. That's very important for him, a player at the age of 35. Uh, Too much time spent in the first few rounds will certainly um, compromise his energy in the second week luckily Djokovic is in a rather easy quarter uh, with only Rublev a potential troublemaker for him and uh, Djokovic may encounter Kasper Ruud in the semi um, it's a draw in Djokovic's favor I would say he just needs to find his own pace early and plays his tennis I think he's got a big chance of winning in Melbourne
0: Yeah, look, I think Novak Djokovic is incredibly strong mentally. So I think the fact that he was able to win the tournament in Adelaide, I think that's just a massive um, confidence boost for him and something that would have, like you said, calmed him down. I think it would have been something that he needed in the build-up to the Australian Open. So I think things are looking you know, really good in terms of being in his favor. I think that tournament win was incredibly important. I think um, as things stand, it doesn't look like he has a particularly difficult draw in the build-up to the knockout rounds of the tournament. You know, you also mentioned that he has a big heart. I can tell you that, um, you know, this is a bit of a, a, a sidetrack, but I have a family friend that was working at the the tournament in Adelaide. You know, she was part of the team that was um, handling the the major tennis players' rackets. And she actually said that Novak Djokovic was one of the nicest guys on the tour um, in terms of all of the big names. So it sounds like he's a a, a really nice guy off the court as well. So, yeah, I think he definitely has the potential to put last year behind him. And I think that he is definitely going to be the favorite um, to win the men's title again this year. For you, um, do you think that Novak Djokovic can put last year's troubles behind him and go on to win um, at this year's Australian Open?
4: Um, In terms of the things on the competition side, I think Djokovic will approach his matches in Australia, and he won't be affected at all by what happened last year. But the problem is tennis may be different for him from when he last played in Australia. And after his deportation last year, um, I remember for months he wasn't very successful or He didn't look quite convincing, at least to me, when he played in some of the less important tournaments. And things started to pick up in the second half of the season uh, when he won in Wimbledon. He also became the year-end ATP winner. Uh, This time in Australia, we'll see if he's truly put it behind him. And I really think Djokovic needs to work on the mental side of things first. He admitted himself that um, it took him some time to put everything behind him, and that he needed some time to get over it. So to straighten things out with himself and to convince him that everything's in the past or like himself said, when he first arrived in Australia this year, no hard feelings. Um, But still, I'd like to see if he's really over it when action gets underway. And Djokovic did win the warm-up Adelaide event, but he's also reportedly suffering from an old injury in the leg. So for Djokovic, mentally he has to forget what happened last year um, when he gets onto the court and concentrate on his matches now. And um, his team will also have to make sure he is in the best health to begin his quest for a record 10th title.
0: Yeah, I guess even though things are kind of looking in his favor in terms of winning the Adelaide tournament and a relatively favorable draw, I think, yeah, like you said, you know, he has to battle past the, the mental aspects of everything that happened last year. And I think that, you know, I mean, even though we think he may be able to do that, I guess only time will tell when he steps out onto the court. And yeah, the fact that he potentially is battling with an old injury, hopefully that is something that he can get through and hopefully something that um him and his team can prepare for so yeah i think we can only really tell when um when play gets underway in round one um Tianyu from your perspective do you think Novak Djokovic is the favorite and can shake off last year's troubles
5: yeah i i agree with uh what Yang Guang and Fuyu said i think Djokovic will actually get more momentum from last year's issue he had won three straight championships in Melbourne before being banned in 2022. 97 wins and only 10 losses in the tournament. It's fair to say he is the king of the Australian Open. And uh, also after adding a seventh Wimbledon title last year, he is just only one title away from Nadal's record. Good news for him is uh, for this year is that uh, Carlos Alcaraz will miss this year's tournament due to a leg injury. So the withdrawal of the world number one will definitely give him a great advantage over the title race. And also, one of his greatest opponents, Rafael Nadal, is not in his best form. He just suffered uh, some distressing defeats in the United Cup and uh, the Adelaide tournament. And as for other potential opponents, I don't think neither uh, Daniel Medvedev or nor Kaspar Ruud can pose any threat to Djokovic. They just lack the competitiveness and consistency that winning the title requires. Though I think Djokovic remains to be the biggest favorite at Melbourne Park this year.
0: Yeah, I must say, I think an adult Djokovic final would be fantastic to see. But at the same time, I'm also kind of hoping that an Australian like Nick Kyrgios also gets to the final. So I think time will tell. But yeah, I think um, Alcaraz, the world number one missing out is definitely unfortunate. But um, yeah, there's still some fantastic superstar names to look out for. And of course, plenty of Chinese names to look out for as well. So I think there's plenty for fans to look forward to in both the men's and women's um, categories. But just quickly, before we um, wrap things up, of course, we the women's title should also be hotly contested this year. And Yang Guang, who do you think are the favourites to win the women's title?
1: Um, Iga Sviantek. Um, she's the only top women's player nowadays who can deal with the consistency issue, I guess. Uh, she might fall out in the quarterfinal, semi final, but you don't see her being knocked out in the first week of a Grand Slam. While uh, upsets to top seats were all over the place in Paris, in Wimbledon last year. That's why I also call her the only dominant force after Serena Williams in the WTA. Um, she deserves a title.
0: Yeah, she definitely seems to be the favorite and the most consistent in the women's category. Um, Tianyu, any competitors, do you think, for Suyo Tech?
5: Yeah, I think uh, Yigua Suyotech is uh, still the most favorable title co- competitor. She is in great form now and with incredible techniques and strong mental power. And she rarely made mistakes and had consistent performance. She's definitely the top contender in this year's tournament. But we know the women's winner in majors has been unpredictable over the last five years. We can still see some great challengers like Anstra Burr, uh, Jessica Pagula and Caroline Garcia. Pagula made some amazing performance in the United Cup by beating Iga Schwartek in two sets in the semifinal. And Garcia didn't start well last year. But she made a stunning finish to her career best year. Following a first Grand Slam semifinal appearance at the US Open, she claimed her biggest career title at the WTA Finals. And also, American teenager Coco Gauff just won her third career title last week in Auckland. So overall, while uh, Iga Swiatek remains the biggest favorite in women's singles, we can still expect uh, what kinds of amazing performance these challenges can present to us.
0: Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there. Swiatek is definitely the favourite, but a couple of names that you mentioned there will definitely be um, ones to watch in terms of competing for the women's title. And of course, um, I think that will be a fantastic um, event to watch. And I think that all of the men's names that we've mentioned for the men's title will also be very exciting to watch. And I think it's undoubted that this year's Australian Open will just be as exciting as it has ever been but that is all we have time for on this week's episode of sideline story thank you so much for joining us and of course we will be back next week once again with our latest topic and we'll see you then